You're listening to the Wedding Safari Podcast with your host, Milton Lawrence Jr., and this is episode six. Disclaimer, the Wedding Safari team fundamentally believes that there's enough wedding business out there for anyone who wants it. Furthermore, we all have to get started from somewhere. Having the proper map and compass to guide you through the Wedding Safari is what we're here to do. Let's get started. On this show, we help both aspiring and seasoned wedding professionals build the business of their dreams by leveraging relevant business tips, strategies, and interviews from some of the top wedding professionals from around the world. Today, with the father and daughter duo, Miss Suzanne and Winston Delaware. 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 Uh, uh, Suzanne Delaware Studios. Mm-hmm. Guys, I cannot tell you what an honor it is that you guys would even accept this this interview. As you guys know, you know my core philosophy as it pertains to the wedding industry. There's the haves and the have-nots, and I'm sitting in the room with the haves. To be honest, with you. <laughs> people that have, have actually figured it out, and over the last 12 years have built one of the best portfolios across the board um, from commercial videography, also obviously in the wedding space, you know, working with a lot of A-list celebrities that you guys may have heard of. And if you don't know, um, I highly recommend that you go to SusanDelawarePhotography.com. You'll see some of the names that they've been able to work with. But more importantly, they, they didn't start that way, right? They didn't right. start that way. Started um, from the bottom, now we're here. here. That's what Drake <laughs> says, right? Absolutely. When you first got started, Winston, because you obviously taught your daughter, and yeah. the two of you guys built it as a team and then kind of started to grow. Early on in business, mm-hmm. you were here in Florida, you decided uh, to get into the wedding space. How was the wedding space, say, 12 years ago? Yeah. Let's start there. 12 years ago when we started, uh, well, at least the world that I knew, I didn't know about you know all these high-end luxury platinum weddings that are out there. I'm sure they were, but that was not my world. So started out and worked hard at it. Uh, about a year in, maybe a little bit less, brought Susie in. And uh, once Suzanne came on board, she was just a natural. That's one of the reasons why we grew as fast as we grew. Uh, she just... Day one, the very first wedding we did, she just got it. She, you know, I taught her posing. She instantly did, and within a few shortly years, she became better than me. Which is a, every parent wants that. Well, exactly, every parent. So I'm really proud of her. So, Suzanne, from your perspective, being able to follow your father's footsteps and now just being an absolute workhorse, I had an opportunity to to assist you um, at my first Jewish wedding. <laughs> um, now, up to that point, and I, I'd already, I shot you know, bar, bar and bat mitzvahs yeah. uh, and that type of thing. And um, it, it's obviously night and day shooting a, a 12, 13, 14 hour wedding day. Early on, when dad was trying to teach you the basics, you know, mm-hmm. what was life like? What was life like? It was different. I mean, obviously, when you're 13 years old, it's not, you know, you don't think of a 13 year old as somebody that's going to be out shooting weddings. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of 13 year olds as, you know, maybe out playing basketball with their friends. So right. it's definitely, it was a, a different, but to be honest, I was really passionate about it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I think having my dad and just kind of being a like father daughter, you know, nice what more would a kid want than, you know, hanging out with their, their family? They're awesome dad. They're awesome dad. <laughs> <laughs> So at some point in time, throughout the process of, of, 
building weddings? Did you guys start off obviously doing celebrity weddings, or you know what no. types of weddings were you guys shooting? No, uh, I started off. I think I was making what was my first wedding? Probably three hundred dollars. I think is what I charged. I mean, it was nothing, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but it was my first wedding. And from there, we started to grow. I remember when I got up to 600, okay. that was a lot of money. Then I dreamt. I said, oh my God, what if I could make $2,000 on a wedding? Right. I mean, that would have been a dream come true. Very quickly, I think within a year or so, I got up to 2,000. And then, you know, and the same thing, I said, what if I could make 5,000, 10,000, 20,000? I dreamt 50,000. Everything we dream, we brought it to be. And here we are shooting $50,000 weddings as well. Well, you just said, that's my next question. I <laughs> because here's the deal. When you know, we don't know what we don't know. And, yeah. and my father used to say to me, pigs don't know pigs stink, right? Yeah. So when you're shooting the thousand, two thousand, three thousand, maybe even four or five thousand dollar weddings, you may think you're, you're doing something, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. But there are people that are obviously like, like yourselves that are multiple five figure, you know, uh, weddings um, from photography only, photography, the combination of photography and video. Let's talk about that. Yeah. You know, getting it. What was it like when you shot your first five-figure wedding? Mm-hmm. You went from the five to six to ten thousand dollar wedding. What was it like yeah. for the two of you? Yeah. I had to pinch myself. Okay. You know, I, I didn't know that people had that type of money to spend. You know, on uh, not just the wedding, but that's just the photographer. We're just one small uh, part of the wedding, one small part of the budget. So I was really, really surprised. But you know, we earned it. You know, uh, people wasn't just stuffing money in our pockets just for the sake of, you know, they had it. We had to earn it. And like I always said, great products sell themselves. We set out early on from the beginning, as a matter of fact, to go above and beyond, exceed all expectation. You know, and every bride that we sit in, we promise them, you're going to love it, you love your wedding photography. If you hire us, you're going to love the pictures. Because again, we go above and beyond. This is what we live for. This is what we love to do. This is why Susie became a natural. I mean, it was just a perfect fit. Uh, and if you're doing, you know, the old saying, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. So this doesn't work to us. This is fun. We have a great time. We love doing what we did do. Uh, if if we won lottery, we'd still be doing this. This is what yeah, we love. This is our is, first love. The point is, is that we don't do it for the money. We don't do it for the money. You know, it's like, yeah, you want to make money. Yeah, you, you have to. Live, to. Sure, but yeah. It's like, we're not doing it for that reason. Exactly. I think a lot of, every, everybody wants to make money, but it's like when, you do, when you're doing what you love, you know you love it when you're doing it for free. Yeah, sure. We love it, man. We love brides. Love brides. I mean, it's a tremendous honor for us that a bride would select us. There are just so many options. I'd love to spread my peacock and then say we're in, we're the best. There's no other, but that wouldn't be true. There's somebody for everybody. Sure. You know, it's art. You know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So some people are going to like our style. Somebody is going to love somebody else's style. Sure. You know, or else we would have every single bride coming to us, and that's just not going to happen. It's impossible. You know, so there's somebody for everybody. But we we love weddings. We love brides. We consider it a tremendous honor that a bride select us and say we love your work. You know, and that they. It's such a big deal to be a part of a bride's wedding day. Uh, the old saying, the dress you wear at once, the tux you return it, the food you eat it. The only thing that lasts is our photo and video. And to have such an important role in somebody's life, I mean, it's groundbreaking for us. It's a tremendous honor for us. So we take it very seriously. One of the things you said was making the transition going from the 10000 to 20000 to the 50000 and absolutely loving what you do to 
beyond the point of the money. The mm-hmm. money happens to be a byproduct yeah. of doing great work. Yeah. Did you find that going from, let's just say the 5,000 to the 10,000, was that a different type of bride or was it the exact same type of bride? Uh, you know, brides are brides. You know, whether you spend in a thousand or ten thousand, your wedding is just as important to you as the twenty, thirty, four. You know, that's your wedding day. It's a big, big deal to you and your family. So, in that sense, the brides were the same. Uh, once you jump from five thousand to ten thousand, they have higher expectation. They're dropping let's a talk, lot more money. Let's talk about. Let's you talk know, about you know, know. from both of your perspectives. Yeah, let's talk about that expectation because I think that's what's not talked about in the industry. Got you. Um, we, we hear it and we see it, but no one's talking about what some of those intricacies are and what's expected of you yeah. from a delivery standpoint Absolutely. Um, from that bride. What have you guys seen um, from your perspective from uh, not maybe just the bride, but some of their, the, the family members and things like that that, yeah. are, that that are hiring you? Absolutely. I mean, it's the same difference from, you know, you're buying a Kia, you have a certain expectation, mm-hmm. but if you're going to buy a Bentley, you have another expectation. Uh, so there are some certain differences. For one thing, as the prices went higher, as the expectation grew, uh, it took us a little bit longer, for example, for us to deliver the product. Because, you know, the old saying, it takes 13 hours to uh, build a Toyota. It takes six months to build a Rolls Royce. Okay. You know, it's going to take time. Uh, so the brides that we have, you know, they have to be a little bit more patient because we want to make everything perfect. We want to edit the photos beautifully, take out, you know, the speakers or other vendors that may be in the picture, uh, you know, the exit signs, whatever would distract in the image. It takes time, you know, so we, we want to be that Rolls Royce. So we ask them for a little bit more time. One of the things we do is we send previews out, though. We don't just have them sitting there, you know, right now we have it down to about two weeks, three weeks at the most that we deliver. Uh, But we don't have just the bride sitting there twiddling her thumb. Uh, As we're editing, let's say, uh, the the, the getting ready, Mm -hmm. we pick the best of the best and we send it as a preview. As we move to the ceremony, we send some more into the reception. You know, so she's at least getting some pictures. And what we try to do, especially on the weddings, you talk about the five to the 10,000. Once you get into the 10,000 above, we're able to bring an editor on. And they're editing that very night. So we're giving them what we call wedding photography as art. Just absolutely breathtakingly beautiful photos. We're giving it to them that night. And it's a win-win for us. They're thrilled because they're getting art. They're getting these beautiful memories. So you're essentially creating an on-demand you know, experience that day. That day. Wow. That day. And, you know, they're so thrilled. They're so excited. You know, uh, er, you know their, their family, everybody's excited. So they're all tweeting it out and Facebooking it and putting it on Instagram. So it's good advertisement for us as well. You know, so we're loving that. But, you know, more importantly, you're asking the difference between, let's say, the five and the 10,000. It's things like that. You could afford to bring on someone else, you know, to do the editing, you know, and we give them beautiful, again, work of, works of art. Susie, how important is social media to what you guys do, um, bringing uh, exposure uh, and, and, and eyeballs to the work that you guys put out, seeing as though you're not, not saying you're not looking to attract um, maybe the economy or the boutique bride. Um, you guys are very specific as I studied your brand. You guys are very strategic as to how you uh, position your brand. Um, and we're not looking at, sure, we'll take a, 
uh, a magazine or a publication. But it, ideally speaking, we would love to be able to get ABC News or CNN or some of these mm-hmm. biggest. You guys recently had a um, a mannequin challenge at one of your weddings, and yeah. I see over several million. Uh, Thirteen million in less than a week. Thirteen million, million views. views. Less than a week. Can you lend, can, what was the strategy behind that? Talk to me about that. And, and how you guys, well, obviously, it's not, it was the hottest thing at that moment. Yeah. But how did you get your, your clients to play along? Um, was it what did you plan it? Was was it impromptu? And then on, and then on the back end of that, how did you leverage that so that that you could start to get those eyeballs um, to the degree of thirteen million views and, and beyond? Okay, so the mannequin challenge, obviously, was just a very hot trend, and really what I had did was, is I had spoke to one of my, uh, my brides, and she had actually noticed the mannequin challenge picking up, and I had asked her, hey, would you guys be down to do it? And of course, she said yes. Right. Um, you know, so it definitely takes, like, a certain bride to want to do it, and, uh, yeah, so it was really just as simple as getting the okay from them, and then, honestly, on the day of the wedding, I think... Overall, everybody already knew the mannequin challenge because it was such a hot trend. So me just asking, "Hey, would you guys mind freezing like this?" Yeah, exactly. That's honestly, that's really what it was. It really wasn't. um, I would say the biggest, the hardest part about the whole thing was really, if anything, the ceremony because I was dealing with hundreds of people and getting hundreds of people to freeze, you know, in an instant. Um, But yeah, I mean, I just really decided. I think the reason why our mannequin challenge went bigger than other ones is because we also did a whole wedding. My thing was... Was it just a segment of the wedding? You guys essentially went through the entire day. Yeah, no, my thing was that I was... My my point of it was, if we're going to do the mannequin challenge, let's take it to the next level. Let's do what other people aren't doing. Everybody was doing one scene, and I was like, no, we got to do the whole wedding. Sure. So that's how we ended up doing the getting ready. We did the bride's getting ready. Then we did the groom's getting ready. We're like, okay, we got to get a ceremony shot, you know, and so on and so forth. So it's totally planned. And, so, but, yeah, so and to emphasize on what Susie is saying, just to hammer it in a little bit more, is that, you know, one of the reasons why it was popular, it was because it was trending. Right. You it was already popular at that time. It's already, it's trending. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, Mannequin Challenge was just big. So we look for things that are trending, and that's what we play off of, because you know people are going to be searching it. And so that was one of the reasons why it was such an overwhelming success. So social media went crazy. Totally. Uh, then TV, some of the major networks picked yeah. it up and started yeah. showing it, and it's just numbers all, yeah. you know, out, out, out the uh, wazoo. Yeah, yeah we got yeah. over on Facebook. We had a, we got over like ten thousand likes within that week period. Wow. We went up ten thousand likes on our Facebook page. So actual likes to yeah. your to your mm-hmm. actual fan page. Yeah. Which helped us grow even more. Okay. You know, so. Wow. The Mannequin Challenge, doing viral videos are definitely the most popular. For sure. Have you seen, have you seen an impact on inquiries because of that? Did you see maybe an an uptick? Okay. Same day. I mean, uh, shot shot the wedding on Saturday. It was up on Sunday. You posted it on Sunday. On Sunday, I had at least 18 brides contacting us, read the book. Wow. The same day. That's how instant it was. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, I love what you said, uh, Susan. You said that, you know, if we're going to do this, we're not going to do what everyone is traditionally doing. Maybe they're just doing the reception or maybe they're just doing the ceremony. I didn't see many ceremonies. I saw a lot of receptions, yeah. right? And ceremonies were definitely the harder. That was the hardest part is, like I said, just because, you know, I was battling with, like, the ceremony was already running late. Mm-hmm. So by the time I knew that we still had to do a ton of family photos and everything at the altar and so I'm literally you know at churches like once it's over like they want you out out. (laughs) you know so they're already rushing me 
So I literally had to, like, we only, the tape that you saw, we only had time for one tape. One tape. So it was like the the stress of trying to get everybody to freeze, mm-hmm. getting the shot, knowing that we have to do more. Like, it's a lot, but if you want it, you'll get it. Right. And, it was, and obviously it was well worth it. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. well worth it, man. You know, because again, great products sell themselves. Right. So we put out a great product. And I also believe that if it's going to work, it's going to work immediately. You know, you come out with the iPhone, that thing, bang, instant success. Right. You know, if it's going to work, it's going to work immediately. You don't have to wait this long time and wait forever. You know, you, you got to hit something, you got to hit it out of the park. It was just like with that uh, milk. For example, when, when milk sales was going down, it was in the slump because people consider milk unhealthy. Right. So what did the dairy industry? They came out with this thing called Got Milk with a little mustache yeah, and everything. Big marketing campaign. Bam. Instantly. Turned it, it around. Turned it around. Milk sales went right up because if it's going to work, it's going to work immediately. Right. So great products sell themselves. You put out a great product out there. Did the mannequin challenge? Ride it on something that was already trending. Sure. And it happened immediately, man. You got to go with what's trending. Wow. If you want it to grow really, really fast. So I want to make a pivot, right? Mm-hmm. When it's good, it's good. Yes. But sometimes it's not always good. No. Right. Sometimes we may get brides that don't necessarily uh, exactly are happy. Right. Yeah. How do you guys handle that? The brides who are not happy. Right. I'm a pleaser. You know, again, this is what I live for. So if a bride is not happy, I want to hear about it. And, you know, I will work. I will bend over backwards. I will lose money just to make sure that bride is happy. That's her big day. Every bride dreams about her day. Many of these girls are dreaming about this from middle school, high school. It's a big deal. So if my bride is not happy, I'm not happy. I'm not happy until my bride is happy. If you want to hurt me, just tell me I don't like it. I'm disappointed. That breaks my heart. And I will do whatever it takes to make sure that bride is happy. It ain't about the money. It's about that bride being happy. So there's, there, there are stats that are out there that says that one unhappy bride leaving a negative review mm-hmm. um, is way more powerful than 10 brides leaving positive reviews. Um, and I think I read that on the knock. Yeah, um, that sounds right. That yeah. makes sense. And so, and you can imagine, you know, you talk about, you know, the mannequin challenge going viral. You can imagine if a bride at, at your level. Yeah unhappy that necessarily going, going viral and that yeah. type of thing and so it doesn't matter what level you're at I don't care if you're just getting started or if you've been in the industry for 20 years yeah. um, I think it's extremely important to, to, to take on that mindset that you know what I mean if your clients are not happy um, don't give them your butt to kiss you know you really do need to appease them and yeah. make sure that they're happy um, because they have a lot of yeah fix it at the end of the day have that fix it mentality yeah, find a way rise above yeah. it find a way and fix it yeah what does Disney say the customer's always right was yeah, that Walt Disney someone said it I'm not sure who said it, but I, yeah, I've heard it. Yeah. Networking, partnering, collaborate. How important is collaborating um, with uh, either venues or where have you found your, your best collaborations as you yeah. grow in your business? You got to partner. You definitely just have to partner. You look at like in the music industry, as, for example, you know, Pitbull, he's partnered with, uh, who did he have? What's her name? Christina Aguilera <laughs> featured, you know, or Neil featured. You know, wealthy, successful people are always partnering, dude. 
poor people wear the crabs in the barrel, but rich people are always giving stock tips. You, I, I go into my local Chevron gas station. You got Taco Bell in there. You got KFC in there. Collaboration, collaboration, man. That's how the rich get richer. Right? Right. You know, so you you got to partner. As photographers, as cinematographers, we're constantly having to partner uh, with whether you know other vendors, whether it's the florist. Uh, whether it's the planner, whether it's the hotels, you constantly got to partner. You constantly got to help them grow their business by giving great photos for samples so they could show their work off, giving little sizzles. You know, you, you have to partner if you want to grow and if you want to grow fast. You, you have to partner. I agree with that. Susie, what's your thoughts on that? Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you have you have to. I mean, even just from a social media standpoint. I mean, it's you know, why do we get more likes than maybe other photographers? Mm-hmm. Well, we tag every single vendor that was a part of making that wedding memory happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they see the pictures and then they repost it, sure. which then helps us. You know, it's like it's a collabor it's a collaboration even on social media. And it's organic too. So when you're when you're able to leverage all of the vendors. You're, you're, you're essentially leveraging, you know, their following and people that right. are looking at them, exactly. um, you know, showcasing their work and, and you know, and that type of thing. A lot of the safarians are just getting started, mm-hmm. and when they reach out, I'm sure you guys get this question, one of these questions all the time. Hey, can I come uh, assist you? Hey, can I come um, intern. Kind of intern, shadow, those types of things? Um, if the opportunity did afford itself for them to be able to do that, what are you looking for in that particular photographer? Somebody serious. What does that mean? Um, you know, we get, when I check, you know, we do like an internship program Mm -hmm. as well. Um, and we get about, like when that goes up, we get about a hundred emails a day. So the point is, so I'm saying that when I say we're looking for somebody serious is that we can't obviously have a hundred people. Like that would be, that's a lot of people. But, you know, we can't select that many folks, so it's like we're really narrowing it down first on serious. Like, how serious are you? Are you willing, you know, if you're just looking to come out for a day, we might not select you over somebody that's willing to come out two times or three times a week. You know, obviously the person that's going to devote more time to it is obviously more serious and more dedicated you know, to it than somebody else. So seriousness is just like the, you know, the that they're not just coming just to, you know, learn for the day. They're coming to really grow and be a part of it. Because, you know, the way that you're really going to grow, especially if you're a newbie, is through experience. You know, experience is what got me to where I am because I learned, I interned with some of, like, the top, you know, fashion commercial photographers for, like, years, for, like, three, four for four or five years of like early on in you know mm-hmm. my career and that's really what helped me learn the art of lighting and posing you know it was from giving all my time to them you know from a cinematography standpoint I started working with a director who works with us now who at the time was doing and still does you know music videos for Pitbull and you know all these Latin artists and everything and you know from interning that's how I was able to get the training and the fact that I put in I was out there every single day you know even in high school I would always leave high school or uh, I had this I was in this thing where I could leave high school early mm-hmm. around 12 and as soon as I would leave I would go straight to Miami already had my lighting and everything in the car I would leave school go straight to Miami and do photo shoots with whoever was available to do a shoot wow. and I did that and that's how I learned 
lighting. That's how I learned how to shoot on the beach. That's how I learned, you know, don't put your battery pack too close to the water. Don't do this, you know. That's how I learned everything. It was through intern and experience. So when I say I'm looking for serious people, it's like I'm looking for people that really want, that really want it. Sure. You know, like don't waste my time. Like don't I don't I want to teach somebody that is going to take the knowledge and take it somewhere and grow even you know grow make the industry better. You know, make it bigger, bigger, make it better. You know, that's who I want to train. I don't want to waste my time teaching somebody that's just gonna throw it out the door the next day. Yeah. And for me, just piggybacking on what Susie said, looking for somebody that's hungry. Right. You know, I want to know what do you want to do with this one short and precious life. You know, so the people were serious. I had some people contacting us. We'd love to come and intern and volunteer our time with you. Awesome. What camera do you have? I don't have a camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's just like, why are you trying? You know, yeah, yeah. Oh well, it's because you do work with celebrities. Yeah, well, yeah, no, no, we we want people who are really hungry, really want to do something, who want to turn this world upside down. We want to do big things because that's what we want to do. Sure. We want to do big things. It's not a destination for us. It's a constant journey it's a to the next level. Right. It's a marathon, exactly. Right. You know, so we want people who have that same ideals as us. You know, it's got to be a good fit. So I've always taken the approach, and, and I, I, it's my hope that um, when I approached you, um, even it came through a network, a network friend. Um, that my mindset was I wanted to get value first. It wasn't about money or anything like that. Exactly. Um, you know, in my specific space, I was already making money, so I didn't come for that. But what I didn't have, the thing that I was missing, is that I had not shot many, any uh, Jewish weddings. Mm -hmm. uh, and and that's that point. That weekend, I think you guys had two to three weddings. Yeah. And you Probably know, Jewish too. Yeah. yeah. That's a big part. Of yeah. One was at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. The other was at St. Regis, and yeah. you know, there was there was I another one. The other one. Yeah. Regardless, the point of the matter was, you guys were doing something that I had not had done. Um, yes, I was already shooting with full frame cameras and all that kind of good stuff, but I had not experienced the workflow that I had learned from you guys. Um, and I got to tell you, what I learned that day, um, I would not have been prepared for that had I not came in. If I had shot that wedding on my own, I wouldn't have been prepared for that. Yeah. Uh, I have to tell you that, to be honest with you. So I want to say thank you um, in, in so many words, uh, because the entire ceremony was at night. Yeah. yeah. Right? It was dark, right? I didn't, so I didn't understand, I didn't understand the, uh, the customs and courtesies of Jewish weddings. And yeah. so um, I hope the opportunity still affords itself for me to come back and learn yeah, more um, and that type of thing. But if you're reaching out uh, to Delaware Studios, you know you do want to make sure that you have your stuff together and yeah. let them know um, what real value you're bringing to the table. Because I think yeah. it's extremely important. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I look for people who are pleasers also. You know, talent, we could always train you. We could, we could teach you the skill, skill sets and everything that you need to be successful from a technical standpoint. But we're looking for people who, it's all about the bride. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's all about the bride. This is her big day. So we're looking for people who are just servants, who are willing to, to serve someone else, you know, and make that day really special for them. For them. That, that, that's one of the most important the qualities that I look for. You know, and we a lot of our weddings, I would say 60-70% of our weddings are going to be Jewish. We love the Jewish weddings. Mm -hmm. uh, they're just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, there's a lot of love because the family is very close-knit. You know, mom is always very involved and it's a big deal to mom. Yeah. You know, when her baby's getting married, her daughter's getting married, it's a big, or her son, it's a big, big deal. So, you know, that is very family-oriented and we just love being a part of that. And again, it's a tremendous honor that they would pick us, 
you know, uh, because these folding video goes down to their children's children. children. Right. Long after all of us are gone, it remains in the family. It's a big deal, and we take it very, very serious. Cracking into, getting into the Jewish market, because anyone who's been around the industry for any period of time know that they're a very close-knit. Yeah. Um, when it comes yeah. to, to family and exactly. when it comes to networking and business, yeah. um, you know, if you guys don't know, um, you know, Winston, you're originally from Jamaica. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so when they look at us, it's not the same. They see color first. Let's just call it what it is, right? Mm -hmm. um, but you guys have been, have been able to position yourselves um, in such a way where they see your work first. Yeah. And they see you as being like the Louis Vuitton of the wedding. Yeah. Right, I, I have a, a real celebrity photographer. It's a thing to have you at their wedding. Yeah. Right? How did you do that? Well, one of the things that I love about the Jewish culture is their pursuit of excellence. They like nice things. They work hard. Nobody's given the Jewish community anything. If anything, the world took from them, whether you go back to the Inquisition or even all the way back to Rome, wherever you want to go back, people have always taken, taken, taken from the community. But it's a community that always strives for excellence, the pursuit of excellence. And so... It, it was just a good fit for us because, again, we believe great products sell themselves. And so we, went, we strive for excellence. We go above and beyond to exceed expectation. And it was just a perfect fit with the community. We, we share the same values is what I'm trying to say. And, that, and that's what creates that, that, that relationship in the community. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of love and respect. Wow. What inspires you now, Susan? You what know. inspires me? Right. So you've 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 interned, you've served um, a lot of the big names in the community. I mean, now you guys are the big name in the community, and people are now coming to serve you. But how do you find yourself now getting inspired? Um, so that again, when an opportunity for the Mountain Challenge comes, mm -hmm. you're not just providing what everybody else is providing. You're providing something that's above and beyond. It's epic. What inspires you? Who inspires you? Is it is it, it could be a who or what or whatever? What inspires you now? And if that challenges a little bit, it's okay. I want to. Oh, I want to say her. Movies. <laughs> and it could be some cinematic thing. Right yeah. good, man. And music videos? No, but you go ahead. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would say brides really inspire me. Okay. You know, the wedding industry has changed a lot over the years. And, like, seeing, like, the trends go in and out, like, seeing what people are doing inspires me. Because I think for us, like, as a photography and video studio, I mean, even when you talk about social media, I mean, like... Facebook is Facebook because people post pictures and videos. Sure. You know, you know, Instagram, it's all about the pictures and videos. So it's like we're like being photographers and being videographers, it's like we should be the Rich, Right, like, exactly. We should be it. You know, so I'm for me, my inspiration it comes from, you know, brides and trying to be like their it okay. thing. You know, trying to figure out what that is. So my inspiration is every, is like everything. Sure. You know, my inspiration is like the internet. It's whatever I find that's out. It could be trending. It could be a, a movie or a music video or something really colorful here or something. It could literally be anything. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like our Beauty and the Beast uh, parody video that we did. I was inspired from watching... Beauty and the, the Beast, beast right. the mannequin and how can I inspired. apply this to the wedding industry right. how can I apply and this it was trending it was the number one movie in the country right. so you know we did it at a wedding where they wow. you know, exactly. sang the Beauty and the Beast that was yeah, that's amazing <laughs> yeah, <dope>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So one of the segments that we do uh, once a week that we've implemented is what's called What's Working Wedding Wednesdays, right? Um, you've been guys in the industry for close to 12 years now. What's working really, really, really well for you right now that maybe maybe wasn't even on the radar a year ago or two years or three years ago? What's one thing that's working really, really good? We take this part of the segment and we actually, we only post it one Wednesday, right? So what's working really, really, really well for Susan Delaware Studios? What, you want to go first? Go ahead. For me, editing. You know, we have introduced editing into our photography in a really big way. In the past, what do you think, about two years or so? I mean, you've always we have always edited our photo, photos in Photoshop, but we've just taken it to the absolute next level because our goal is we don't like doing over editing sure. unless and you do have some clients where they're going to request that. Sure. But in general, if we're doing it the way we want to do it, we just want everyone to look their absolute best. We're not trying to change them in any way mm-hmm. and make them look something they're not. We just want them to look their absolute best, and that I found that by introducing editing and making the people just look absolutely drop that gorgeous and fabulous mm-hmm. business is booming baby wow. make people look good you're gonna book more clients wow how about for you Susan that is fun. really a good that was really a good one the editing <laughs> really so my goal is not trying to stomp you not <laughs> yeah no the editing it's... the editing really did change us I would say another thing I would just go back to again social media okay yeah. social game media changer. game changer specifically what that's, that's, let's get granular right so when you say social media that's a very vague very, very large term, right? Being what, active on social media. Okay, consistent or so any is there any, any potential any so the, the big three, you have Snapchat, Instagram, uh, Instagram and what's Facebook. Name. For you, of the three, which one are you seeing the most amount of engagement with? Instagram. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Instagram for us for yeah. Instagram for us for sure okay. has gone up significantly. And you're in your and are you seeing Inquiries because of yes. the work that's being put in. Because you can sit and do all this, the tagging and the hashtagging, and, and, and you don't see any results. They kind of like you know, maybe make you feel kind of depressed. But then if you're seeing, hey, I, hey, I, I got an inquiry this week, or I got an yeah. inquiry today because of the work that I did two weeks ago. Yeah, and it's also, it's really like the consistency of it okay. that is most important. A lot of people post once a day, every other day, mm-hmm. once a week. That's not, we, we post three times a day. Okay. And we're talking. Is it all bright? Everything's wedding. Yeah. Okay. Anything wedding related. Okay. Um, and right now we're talking about doubling it. Okay. You know, so, and the reason why is just because our audience is on at different times. Somebody that might be on at two o'clock might not be on later at six when we post. Mm-hmm. So it's really more or less just to constantly have something out there for somebody to look at. Nice. Very nice. Let's talk about where Suzanne Delaware Studios is going in the future, right? I, I've seen you guys, you personally make a pivot where you're now teaching, you've, got, you've created some great partnerships um, with a handful of brands that are out there. Um, hopefully we can maybe have them come and sponsor a show or two. Um, talk about that. Talk about what's, what's happening with, with, with the studio and kind of where you're going from an educational standpoint. Um, yeah, I mean, that's where I'm using social media, again, as a platform to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started doing a weekly live stream, which has helped us tremendously, tremendously connect with other photographers and videographers in the industry that have questions that they want to be answered. Mm-hmm. Um, and more or less, we've actually started creating uh, 
we've started expanding that onto our YouTube channel where we are posting now like how to do it yourself videos yes. on how to create some of the shots that you see on our website. Nice. You know, to make it easier for everybody to watch. And how can people find that? Is that, is that a particular day of the week that you do that? Or? So the weekly live streams every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, cool. Uh, that's every Wednesday and we stream on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. And uh, yeah, you can just join us. Well, this week we're actually going to be talking about... Uh, uh, a system that we use called Tave, okay. which basically it's is like a CRM. Manage, it, yeah, it's it's basically to manage your clients. Okay. Um. So we're going to be talking about that and how we manage our business. Basically, yeah. you'd be surprised how many wedding professionals don't know. Right. They're, they're, they're still using Excel spreadsheets. Yeah. Uh, like seriously. Yeah. Right. No. I mean, just photographers and yeah. planners, people in general who serve service brides, they don't have any type of CRM, some type yeah. of yeah. You know, client relationship management tool that that allows you to. You know, yeah. stay organized. No, I mean, because as you know, we're photographers, we're right. artists. Right. We don't want to do that stuff. We don't right? want to do that stuff. So right. Tabe kind of makes that easier. Wow. Amazing. So that's what we're going to be talking about this week. That's cool stuff. <laughs> okay. So, Safarians, uh, we're going to bring this to an end. There's so many other things that we could talk about. Um, I do want to ask this question because you guys do, you guys are at a level where you, you can see things that maybe the average person may not be able to see. What are some of the mistakes that you're seeing out there in the industry? Um, because you're getting the questions, right? You're getting them on a weekly basis. What are some of the questions? And we can talk specifically to photographers now if mm-hmm. we need to. Um, what are some of the mistakes that you're seeing photographers make out there that we that we can leverage so that we can make the industry better? That's what the wedding safari is supposed to be about. And I mean, get out to the brass tacks, have a you know, no fluff conversation about what are the things that you're doing wrong that we can fix so we can make this industry better, and that we're not necessarily starting to go, starting to compete with ourselves. Because that's what ends up happening, um, especially at that, that economy and boutique level. Um, I, I would consider myself at the boutique level, touching the luxe level, right? Um, but I see a lot of photographers doing things that there's you know, no website, no social media presence, um, you know, no proof, um, and that type of thing. What are, you, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? And how do we remedy it? Um, <clears throat> I'm thinking a couple things off the bat. So the first thing that I was thinking of is I think in the industry, or from what I'm seeing, just as far as like equipment, I have two points. Okay. So from a, a, uh, an equipment standpoint, I think I get asked the most questions on what should I buy, and okay. I always tell people the lenses. So I think a lot of photographers put all their money into like the body of the camera, and the most important thing is your glass, okay. because that's what's going to last for a really long time. Sure. Um, as far as from like a more business side on problems that I'm seeing happen, uh, that would help the photography industry grow quality-wise? Well, for me, you know, uh, it's just my business model. Me, I personally, I see a lot of photographers chasing the money. And I don't believe that, that that's the way to become wealthy. I believe that money doesn't lead, money follows. It but follows talk excellence. About talk about that. Come on. For real, man. It follows excellence. You need to set yourself up to be the absolute best photographer, cinematographer, whatever you do, or florist, whatever you do. You need to set yourself out to be the absolute best. Money doesn't leave. Money follows. It, it's going to follow uh, people of excellence. It's going to follow people who go above and beyond to exceed expectations. That's what you have to do. Just like, and I'll go back to Apple, you know, because I'm an Apple fanboy. I love everything that Steve Jobs used to do. You know, he put out the iPhone. Bam! It was excellence. And look at the money that followed. iTunes, iPod. You remember, if you're old enough to remember the iPod, you know. Absolutely. 
money doesn't lead, it follows. You know, you create your iPhone and your iPod and your iPad, it's, you're gonna make the money. But you know, I don't set out to make money, it follows. Wow, we could end the, the interview. I really want to hear what you're going to say. Yeah, honestly, it was actually about from a money perspective. I think a lot, and I'm just going based on what people ask us all the time, sure. is everybody wants to hit the luxury market. And the biggest problem in mm -hmm. the industry that we have is that people buy the camera, buy the lens. Thinking that. Thinking that they can start their prices at $5,000 or $10,000. You know, right off the bat, you know, so they might give a planner a cup here or there. Sure. That's what's messing up the industry is that people aren't going through the growing pains of what it takes to be a professional. So they don't want to get in the gym. They don't want to get it. They, they don't want to get in the gym. They don't want to get in the gym. No. Right. So what is this? Stuff carry? They want to start off, right. you know, right in threes. Yeah. Nobody wants to get in the gym yeah. when no one's watching you, yeah. you yeah. know, and putting in and you got to put in the work. You got to sacrifice, brother. Yeah. It ain't, wow. it, it ain't easy. There's a lot of sacrifices, man. Yeah, Ooh. if you want to get up to that 10,000, yeah. 20, 30, 40, 50, it's a sacrifice that you're making. You're not you, just... You've got to sacrifice. And I don't care who you are. You know, um, it's always going to be a hustle. It's always going to be a struggle. It's a grind to get to where you are. And, you know, we've had people who have come on with us and they didn't last with us. They moved on because they came to us because they see us working with celebrities, for example. Right. And they think it's all just, you know, peaches and cream. Right. I'm sorry. You know, we're on the fast track. We're doing things fast and we're moving along. Everybody got speed bumps. Apple has speed bumps. Nike has speed bumps. Mm -hmm. Everybody has speed bumps. So when you hit the speed bump, some people lose momentum. Some people, but not us, no matter how discouraged we may get, mm -hmm. I mean, you still, next day, you, I mean, you can have your little pity party for a sure, time, sure. but then you got to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and get started Go. again. You got to get going. But some people, they don't, they can't stay in there for the long haul. They just, you know, they lose momentum. You can't lose momentum, man. Is it what it's all cracked up to be? The, the industry? Well, you know what I mean? You're working with celebrities. That's yeah. the thing. In your mind, you think that's where the money is. Yeah. Right? And so if I can if I can get this one celebrity wedding, I've, I've worked with quite a few hairstyles, I've done editorial spreads with them, I'm makeup artists, and they and in their minds, yeah. if I get to work with so and so celebrity, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be the deal. Yeah. Right? From your perspective, is that the deal? Or it's a big deal. It really is a big deal. You know, uh, I, and I got to point out, like, Dwayne Wade, mm -hmm. who was with Miami Heat at the time when he married Gabrielle Union. Yes. Uh, we got so much work from doing the photo and video on their wedding. So much work, man. Mm -hmm. uh, so not just what they paid us. that, that That's besides the point. But because they put on such a fabulous wedding. wedding sure. You know, and we got the opportunity to, to uh, film that. We got so, I mean, like, when we put it up on YouTube, what we get, like, 2.5 million views? Mm -hmm. I mean, I got so much work out of that, it's unbelievable. I would have done it for free if I knew how much I'd have gotten out of it. Right. You know, we got a lot of work from it. So, yeah, you do a celebrity wedding, especially if it's a fabulous celebrity wedding, mm -hmm. you could get a lot of work. Kevin Hart, I mean, Kevin Hart was such a great, great man. He was so good to us. Uh, when the media contacted Kevin Hart for photos, Kevin Hart said, contact Winston. And so I had uh, People Magazine contact us, you know, how much do you want, how sure. much money, whatever. And I said, put us on the cover. Okay. Okay. It went on the cover. Sure. That easy. You know, uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN. We just went everywhere. That wouldn't have happened. 
if it wasn't for Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart gave us a tremendous gift when he said contact Winston. Wow. It was awesome. So they gave you the commercial rights and, 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 and positioning to, to, to do, do, what, do what you so chose. Yeah, media had to come to us. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Money doesn't leave, money follows. It Talk followed. It came to me. That's context. I didn't have to go out there, oh, please, please, please put right. us in your magazine. Please put us on TV. We're on every TV network, every station, every internet, every blog, every magazine. I didn't have to go running and begging for it. It followed. It came to us just by putting out excellent work. So, you know, you get a client like Kevin Hart. You better believe you better be putting out very, very good work. Because Kevin is a perfectionist. He takes his work very, very serious. He's crap very serious. Yes. So it followed us. Knowing what you know now, this is the last question. Okay. Knowing what you know now, if you could give the Winston and Suzanne from 10 years ago a piece of advice, mm -hmm. what would it be? Mm, that's, she, a that's a really good question. What would you do differently? What would, you know, for that's me, it was, it was confidence, right? What would it be for the two of you? Knowing what you know now. What would I tell my future self? Go first, Suze. Let me think about that. That's a, take as much time as you That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I would have to say it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Early on into this interview, you gave us a lot of credit. You're saying we're there, we established, we made it and everything. My problem was always low self-esteem. I never felt like I would make it. I still don't feel like I'm making it. You know, half the time I'm shocked when some celebrity or some high-end luxury bride contact us and want to spend all this money to hire us. It's like, I, I, I mean, I got, I'm like shocked. I'm always surprised. I don't know why. You know, I, I love the praise. You know, I love being acknowledged that we're doing a great thing over here. We love it. But I'm always surprised. So I guess if I had to tell uh, my future self is you're going to make it. Don't worry. Don't panic. Right. <laughs> you know, because I told you, we kept the momentum going. We never quit. We never surrendered. We always pushed on. But there, that doesn't mean it came easy. Sure. You know, I had my doubts. I had my fears. And so I would tell my, my future self, relax, <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the ride. ride. It's going to go through so fast. One of our first celebrity weddings was Wiz Khalifa mm -hmm. and uh, Amber Rose, black and yellow, black and yellow. yellow that was right. one of our first ones, man. And I remember we shot the wedding. I was in the zone. It's just business. And we killed it. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. We did such a great job on it. And I remember afterwards, it was up in Pennsylvania, sure. and we're from Florida. And I remember after the wedding, you know, uh, we're in the van. We had several van loads. I think it was three vans that we drove up with all the gear, the crew, and everything. And I remember when everybody was done, and I'm the driver, everybody's sleeping. You know, I remember I put my sunglasses on. It's the middle of the day, and I started to cry. It hit me. We did it, man. We did it. Hard work does bring success. We did it. We finally made it there. It's not a destination. It's on our journey. On to the next one. But it was a thrill. It was an honor. It was an awesome experience. So I'm going to tell my future self, relax. Enjoy the ride. It goes by that fast. Nice. You're blinking. It's over, dude. Enjoy the ride. That's a wrap, y'all. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> If you like this episode of the Wedding Safari Podcast, nothing says thank you like a review on iTunes. 
Share this episode with a friend and be sure to like the Wedding Safari fan page on Facebook. 